It's me, Shankulay, and welcome to another episode of It's Giving Fashion, your new favorite podcast where I, Shankulay, and my BFF, Tiger Lily, (laughs) talk about all things fashion, fun, friendship, and frappuccinos. On today's episode, yeah, girl. I haven't. I can't even tell you the last time that I had a frappuccino. Same bitch. <laughs> it's okay. been a long time. It's too much. Too much sugar. I know. But when you did do frappuccinos, um, what was your frappuccino of choice? Ooh, I mean, my first job was at a Starbucks, so I definitely it it evolved over time. I remember my first favorite frappuccino was a white raspberry. Like white mocha raspberry frappuccino. Oh, those were so good. But then they're so freaking sweet with that white chocolate. So then it, yeah, then it shifted to just the chocolate chocolate. Mm. Mm, Yeah. What was your frappuccino order? Okay. So I did a coffee frappuccino, just like straight, there's the coffee frappuccino, and then would do a shot of espresso. On top, Ooh. like affogato style. I was so bougie. Seventeen, I had like heard about. I forget who had mentioned it <laughs> to me, and I was like, "That sounds like the most fucking sophisticated thing I have ever heard of in my life." <laughs> and then it like melts. It mm. melts the whole. Frappuccino. And then like the first few <laughs> sips are like bitter, but then you get to the like sweetness of the frappuccino, and it's a lovely like creamy experience, like all the way to the mm. end. Um, yeah. So besides uh, fashion friendship and our first Frappuccinos, we will be talking today about (laughs) personal style. I feel like this is like a question that uh, we get asked a lot. So, you know, we're going to be diving into that today. We're going to just kind of like talk about our own individual personal styles, moments in our life that informed us and helped us create our personal style and then we'll be doing one of my new favorite things called it's not giving where we will be reading some looks of ours from the past so um it's (laughs) it was really hard you know because we've been basically flawless since um (laughs) Ever. We're just so cute. We're just so <laughs> cute. So it's really hard. Um, but we did find things for you guys. So we'll be really yeah. excited to share that with <laughs> all of you today. We had to dig. We had to <laughs> dig, you know, go into the archives, you know, go pull out the <laughs> file folders of glossy editorial mm-hmm. photos and see which one of them just wasn't giving. But we found one. We're going to take a quick break. So I can go and place an order for a copy frappuccino avocado style. And when we come back, <laughs> we're going to dive more into our own personal style. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. 
How old were you when your mom let you start dressing yourself, picking out your clothes and like, you know, dressing yourself for school? I think I was probably like 13 because that's when I discovered thrifting and like just Mm -hmm. shopping in general. And of course, like my mom was still paying for everything, but she let me like pick out those like special items. So I would say 13. So that's like freshman year ish. That was really when I started to get into fashion and my own personal style. How about you, Tosh? What age were you? Um, (laughs) it was first grade. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I was very opinionated and my mom was sick of hearing my critiques (laughs) about. (laughs) 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 She was like, you know what? Actually, I think you got it. I'm not because I'm not. (laughs) You are going to sit here and tell me how that does not look good with that and how you wouldn't put that Mm -hmm. with that. At your little ass age. She's like, so if you, if you, okay, you feel so confident and grown, you go ahead, you dress yourself, you know? And oh. like, I was there at like school shopping, baby, baby. Girl, back to school shopping. Oh my God. Was it as thrilling for you as it was for me? You know what? I really didn't care about fashion until I was in like late junior high and high school. Like Mm -hmm. back to school shopping for me when I was in elementary school was really all about the new crayons, the new folders. (laughs) You you know I'm a Sanrio girl. Yes. So I had to get all of my Hello Kitty and my Lisa Frank. That was that was my fashion accessories were my school supplies. And I was stunned on all these little bitches. I was always so envious of like the Lisa, the the like Lisa Frank and just like super cute Sanrio stuff. Cause like my sister Michelle, she was a Lisa Frank girl and she had yes. it all. And you know, like everything was so very gendered. So like I wasn't like yes. technically allowed to like Lisa Frank. And I, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I couldn't, but my parents just wouldn't buy it for me because they knew that I would get like, like ridiculed at school and they would never really explain to me like why they would just be like you know that uh, absolutely and then like they'd be like lisa frank's not for boys and i was like what i was like but why i was like i want to be part of that colorful world with like neon zebras and shit like it was great like bears and top hats and Mm -hmm. you know just rainbow colored sundays but (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I just like, I just feel like probably because I could only, I was not interested in that other, in like the boyish, like, I don't know what it would be like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I don't even know what the boys were doing at that age with their school (laughs) supplies. So for me, it was about the fashions. And girl, I was balling with my Kohl's cash, girl. You could tell me. Shit. <laughs> My parents would give me like a oh. budget of like $200 for like oh, wow. the, yes, they'd be like, here you go, $200 to like find these outfits. And like, I would go like, oh girl. Um, and with that $200, I felt like I was Richie Rich up in Kohl's. I was getting like, yes. I was like trying to have these like middle-aged men service me in the shoe section being like, excuse me. <laughs> Do you have these K-Swiss in a size 7? 
Oh, wow. <laughs> the chokehold that K-Swiss had. And the khakis. Did you ever rock khakis? Oh, hell yeah. With the crease. <laughs> oh, yes. And the clean K-Swiss. They had to be mm-hmm. pristine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you would get absolutely wow. ridiculed. Absolutely. No, those are some really great times. How would you, now, through all these years, though, how would you say that you would describe your personal style through all of the phases that you've gone through, all the phases that I've seen you through, we've seen each other through, how would you describe your personal style now as good old Tosh in 2023? Well, definitely kawaii. That's like always the through line. And kawaii just means cute in Japanese. So I'm always cute, always a little campy. I always want to make you smile. When you Mm -hmm. see me, I always want to look put together. (laughs) Yeah. And just like something that's not off the rack. Even if I do buy it off the rack, I want to style it in a way that you're like, oh, that's so refreshing and different, you know, Mm -hmm. and pull from a lot of different sources, you know. So if I get something from Target, I'm going to pair it with something that I thrifted or something that's vintage um, and something that... uh, shows off my body in a flattering way, you know? Like, I know my proportions, I know what works on on my figure, and I know what does not, you know? So I feel like I have it nailed after all these years. Yes, <laughs> yes. And also, like, budget directly affects um, style. So mm-hmm. I feel like throughout the years, as we get more money to spend, the style just gets better, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. How about you, Tosh? What's your personal style? Ooh, Let's say just for question. your not drag looks, because I feel like drag is a separate conversation Entity, yes. here. I would yes. say my personal style is... Very disarming, you know? I always think about, I believe it's the documentary, we've watched it together, that WOW documentary with the Vogue editors, uh, Editor's Eye. Mm -hmm. Grace Coddington talks about, you know, the effects of fashion, how it affects the wearer and the person that perceives them. And I um like to think that like when I step out that I really do turn heads. People you I do. like yeah. I I want to wear bright colors and fun silhouettes yes. and I really do like to turn heads with a look and even when people are concentrated I could see, you know, walking down the street and you know it breaks them out of like the monotony of what they're feeling and they're like, "Oh my gosh, Absolutely. like that person is like really just like they they put on a fit today." Like that was yes. honestly giving me the most thrill like when we were in the pandemic and we were like could go to like the grocery store, like baby, I was putting on <laughs> outfits just to go to the grocery store. Like, I was just like, I, I mean, need to feel like need something. Something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love fashion so much. Obviously, God, we need to get you a counter for how many times I say that on this podcast where I say, I love fashion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because truly, I do. And my personal style is, I, I really feel like color is a really yes. important, important part of that. I yeah. remember, A, I just love it. 
I, I love color. I love wearing color, love being around it, surrounded by it. And um, I think that's why I love Christopher John Rogers so much. Yes. Just uh. like as a designer, like his, I've, I mean, I'm wearing his sweater right now. Mm-hmm. His like eye and the way that he plays with color for me is just like so... I don't know. It just like tickles my brain. It's so nice. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> I love the way he does it. Yes. He has such a stamp on the colors that he pairs together mm-hmm. also. And they always just make you smile and they just always pop. Smile. Like, and I, yeah. And I think, you know, he's from New York and like just seeing like girls walking around down the street running their errands you you can spot them a mile away you know in new york city you're like oh that's a that's a cjr hello yeah like, it's it has it, a very specific dna and blueprint so like you see that girl and you're like yeah that's a cjr girl oh and also when cjr released that collection in Target. Bitch, I bought like every dress i could i was like <laughs> thank you for making plus sizes please mm-hmm. do it again and and the price points were so good. Oh, I just love. I have my little CJR Target collection in my wardrobe. So thank you for that, CJR. <laughs> yes, thank you, CJR. Okay, would you say that there's really any much like difference between because obviously I do drag, so <laughs> there's two very distinct <laughs> personalities, you know. Um, you have the drag persona and then you have like my day-to-day personal style. And I mean, I guess I could delve into uh, my personal style in drag, which yeah. I feel like I just, when it comes to drag, it just feels so limitless. And I think that's what I love about drag is that there really are no rules, you know? Right. Like, you go to certain jobs, and there are certain expectations of what you wear. What you wear as a lawyer, you know, you have an expectation to wear a suit. You know, you're a doctor, you wear, like, a lab coat or, like, scrubs, you know? Um, Same if you're a nurse or, you know, if you're a fireman, you have, like, that. But then, like, drag, there's just, like, absolutely, like, no rules. It's all just about the visual fantasy that you're creating. And I think that that is what I love most about it because I feel like as the uh, great Noxima Jackson said in Too Wrong <laughs> Phil, a drag queen is someone with too much fashion sense for just one gender. Okay? And Period. like... Yes! The world tries to gender clothes so much and mm-hmm. drag is the way to be like to demystify all of that. So I feel like for me... <laughs> that, that was a really long-winded way to say that. I feel like <laughs> my personal style in drag really is just a reflection of how I feel in the moment and what I want to say. Like I, like right now, when I started drag, I feel like I really wanted to concentrate on like old Hollywood glam, you know? Yes. And kind of like build up from there because that. You know, I thought about old Hollywood movies, actresses like, you know, Dorothy Dandridge and Cicely Tyson mm-hmm. and Eartha Kitt. And I really kind of wanted to, like, 
emulate a little bit of that like vintage old Hollywood glam beauty um, when I first started. And then, you know, then it went kind of like in the 90s supermodel era because I was very just like, Mm -hmm. obviously like Naomi, like she was so impactful to me as a young little baby. And then, because I remember... I was thinking back, I was like, I remember I was like brainstorming an idea for Roscoe's, like one of the things. I was like talking about this really conceptual um, (laughs) outfit and I was like brainstorming with you and like, it was something really wild. It was like a very Lady Gaga-esque, like super experience. I was like, and I'm going to do this and this. And you're like, you know what, Tosh, Um, why don't you just like focus on um, going out there and um, just being pretty? Yeah. You you are just so beautiful. <laughs> well, you are. I, yeah. <laughs> I remember you'd be like, you know, like just lead more in like that 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 girl, that beautiful lead more in the direction of that beautiful little Hollywood vamp. I like that. I like that. <laughs> well, you know, I give good advice sometimes. Yes. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know what else was such a defining moment in our fashion journey? Working at the costume shop together. Like, we worked together in in college. We worked at the college costume shop at Columbia. But then our first jobs out of college were at a costume rental house. Mm-hmm. It was essentially a sweatshop. Mm-hmm. But it did have over a million hangers of period costumes, vintage clothing, um, stage costumes that Shay and I could play in and pull from. And working there really did change both of our styles so much just for simple accessibility, Mm -hmm. just because we had the option. And we spent all day with these looks. So the whole day I was just thinking about what am I going to wear out to the nightclub tonight? You know, Mm -hmm. like... We used to... And we would literally play dress up all yes, <laughs> the time like i don't think people understand that. okay so like we're working eight hours a day like yeah five days a week and like during mm-hmm. the slow seasons which was the summer 
when we're basically just doing inventory, when we both essentially got hired was during the summer because it was right after we graduated. We were literally like, okay, we're just going to spend time playing and dress up in these clothes because, like, no one's coming in okay. to rent anything. We're, like, up here just, like, playing in all these looks. Let's, let's go through the 70s disco section. Yeah! And try oh on my all God, these we secret got- jumpsuits. <laughs> oh my god we got so good at dressing really fast and also de-dressing really fast because we would get in trouble <laughs> so i can't even tell you how many times i would turn the corner and i would see shay in like a ball gown like head to toe like shimming in and out of a look because she thought i was like one of our managers or something <laughs> no I legit just had this memory of you literally shimming out of a full gorilla costume in about four seconds. <laughs> you thought <laughs> that our manager was upstairs. I have never seen somebody do a quick change so fast. <laughs> Oh my god! I wonder where that gorilla costume is now. God, there were so there are so many. Oh my god! The what was it the novelty costume section that just had the most random, random. There were so many random. There was pretzel headpieces, like you, like yes. anything that you could think of. This costume shop, like literally, had it. It was wow. And I think that you are, I you really do have a good point because I feel like it helped us really develop our style because we did have access to so many different types of costumes, pieces, clothing. We learned so much there. I mean, I feel like even more so than um, in school because you just had this like- Totally. Tactile way of accessing these things, seeing what they look like, seeing how they were applied to the body, how you wore them, how you layered them, how you styled them. You know, it was really it was really helpful. Well, and honestly, we rented out. We would have uh, walk in clients that would come in and be like, hey, I'm going to like a 1920s party or hey, I'm going to, you know, whatever event they're going to. And we would style them. And that was so pivotal in my journey being like a stylist, because right there I could see like, okay, this is what it looks like on a hanger. This is what it looks like on a real body. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just by seeing what looks good on other people and how fabrics draped, how like what looked cheap, what looked looked expensive you know that just changed the way I looked at fashion also because it was different than you know a paper project in college you Mm -hmm. know where we didn't actually see these things moving on people and seeing like that was so fun honestly I love dressing our walk-in clients Mm -hmm. because it was so transformative and like you know to see them come in in like a bad mood like I gotta get this shit done blah 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 and then by the end of it just like posing you know heterosexual people just like getting their whole lives (laughs) like with you and me in in the lobby just like playing dress up and it was so fun honestly like that that part I loved and I will cherish forever because it really was so nice just to just to literally play just mm-hmm. to play that is the biggest thing you can do with fashion is just play and see what works for you and have fun you know okay question for you good old Tosh are there any like celebrities who you see as like inspiration for your own personal style well 
Yes, absolutely. Like, definitely, I get, like, my tomboy street style from, like, Missy Elliott. Mm. Seeing her, like, break the mold from this, like, super femme presenting world and just, like, rock a tracksuit. Like, so much of my younger years and now when I'm not like all glitzed up like in a super like high femme look I love wearing like streetwear mm-hmm. sneakers like a cool set a matching set mm-hmm. and Missy Elliott just does it so effortlessly and she's just so freaking iconic like everything she does she just does to perfection and she just looks so good so yeah Missy Elliott has always been a huge style inspiration god who else Who's your style inspiration, Tosh? Okay. In recent years, I would say celebrity style influence. I just really love La Roche and what they do as a stylist. You know, I just think that what they create, the looks, the, the editorials, the red carpets, like everything is top notch and I just Mm -hmm. love the way that they put things together as well as Colin Carter Cardi B stylist like I mean just come on there is never a miss there is never a miss so I mean I (laughs) guess like literally I just I cannot think of one single time where Colin Carter has had a miss it, it like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like at least with ev- mm-hmm. like every stylist or something, there's always like that one where you're like, you know, it wasn't like giving, but like mm-hmm. every single one be giving. Tosh, if you were to offer any advice to any of our listeners out there on how to really lean in and find and discover their own personal style, what advice would you give? Ooh, I would say know your body. Don't follow trends just to be trendy because trends come in and out. Um, Knowing your body shape and knowing what's flattering to you. And also, like, once you find something that you like, say it's like a certain cut Find different ways you can style it on your body. Like if you like a high-waisted pant, think about the different scenarios you can wear it in. I'm wearing this to brunch. I'm wearing this out. You know, like you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you dress. You just have to put your own stamp on it, you know? And I would say take risks because we can't hit it out of the park every time. You know, mm-hmm. it may you may go back and look at things and be like, oh, wow, that really didn't work for me. But at least you tried it. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely, growing up, was always very fearless with my style. You know, I would do my hair in crazy ways. I'd sleep in curlers and not know what the hell I was doing. And, you know, I look back and I'm like, wow, that was tragic. But at least I tried it. And I know that doesn't work for me. I'm not really a curly hair kind of girl, you know, and that's fine. So stay true to yourself, but don't be afraid to take those risks and have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would say having fun is really the most important part because that is 
for me what fashion is all about having fun and experiencing joy because we don't have enough of that in the world so you know why not bring it out in your clothing and as far as like discovering your own personal style I would just say as long as you look in the mirror and you love what's looking back at you you're doing a good job. When you could say that you can consistently look in the mirror and love what's looking back at you when you get dressed to do whatever it is that you're doing, maybe a time or two try doing something that you're maybe not so comfortable with just to see, you know, because that's part of like the fun is taking just a little bit of a risk. And don't be afraid to do that every once in a while to shake it up, because sometimes in those risks, you'll make some really fun discoveries and, you know, realize that there's something out there that you like more than you ever would have imagined. So because sometimes, too. I know there have been times where I've, like, done something that I wasn't, like, really comfortable with, you know? And then you go out and people are like, oh, my God, I love that. Oh, I love it. And you're like, totally. oh, wow, okay, (laughs) okay, okay, okay. The risk was worth it because, you know, I wasn't sure, but the way that people are perceiving it is they, you know, are loving the risk and it's letting me know that it was worth taking. So just have fun with it. Always love what you're looking at when you look in the mirror and uh, don't be afraid to to make risks. Yeah. I mean, fashion is self-care. So I totally agree with you 100%. You have to love like what's staring back at you. But also we're our own biggest critics too. So just like what you said about not having that validation like when you're Mm -hmm. just playing dress up in your room and then going out Mm -hmm. i mean that's happened to me so many times where i'm like this ain't it and then i go out and it's like (laughs) everyone loves it and i'm like oh oh, okay like cool yeah i guess i have a new look (laughs) now is the time in our show where we discuss something that is not giving And uh, (laughs) normally, you know, we would focus on folks, celebs, moments, um, and popular culture and the media and such as. (laughs) (sighs) But because we have been so reflective on today's show, we are going to be talking about ourselves. So uh, we have a picture here. It is of myself. We'll We'll share this on our socials so you can see it. Myself and good old Tiger, um, this is my um, third time performing in drag. Um, This is at Roscoe's. I did this song by this artist named Kimbra called Settle Down. And my Mm -hmm. vibe that I was going for was (laughs) vintage (laughs) 1940s, like, bride who's like going to elope and I'm wearing this I almost said lovely but it, that would be a lie it was gonna be sorry it was it was I, I was gonna be dripping in sarcasm um a lovely acetate lace um <laughs> 80s 80s brides made dress that I was trying to pass as 40s because it had shoulder pads and like a little pep yeah <laughs> Well, the 80s tried to do the 40s. The 80s did try to do the 40s, but they didn't do her so well. You know, the girl, Mm -hmm. because like, imagine, I don't know. 
I don't know why I would be near an open flame, but if I were to come in contact with <laughs> so that that dress is a fire hazard. Okay. <laughs> I have this black. I'm trying to think of where I got this wig from because I remember I loved this wig with these bayangs. Was it Elam's? Was it Elam Beauty Supply? I wonder if I got it from Elam. Elam Beauty Supply is this beauty supply store, y'all, in Uptown in Chicago. The real ones know. I'm like trying to think. I actually think that I ordered it off some like pinup wig. Yeah, it checks out. Like it was some random <laughs> search online and I found like two of them. So the top wig was from that pinup site. <laughs> the bottom wig was from Elam. Because one had the okay. bangs, because I wanted the bangs. <laughs> but I didn't have the volume. I didn't have the volume that yes. I needed. It was, uh, you know, that top wig was a little bit too flat. You know, um, the makeup. The makeup evolved the from The makeup evolved <laughs> a lot. Like I said, it was my third time. So she hadn't got much practice. You know what? Did, I have. did you block out your brows in this? I did. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like you didn't believe me. I mean, you it said, was just, you know. Yeah. The, <laughs> okay, also, I think we have to take into consideration this photo was taken with a flash in a dark, foggy club. So I feel like. The hot, you know, the baking on the makeup was it was a lot. It it, it was extreme. Well, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. mm. So yeah, there was a lot of things happening because I was wearing, and this is the thing that's crazy because I was wearing less makeup at that time. Yeah, I didn't yeah, realize yeah, yeah, like how much necess- that like honestly I had to continue the highlight under my eyes, like actually all the way around this area, so that yeah. when you hit it with a flash, mm-hmm. it's not just like pink. You know, you really have to blend yeah, it all mm-hmm. out, add more product and like blend it out. I didn't know that at the time. I just thought I had to like lighten underneath my eyes a little bit just to brighten yeah. them up. Good child. Oh, those lashes. <laughs> oh. That oh, was... you're wearing lashes. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drag me. Drag me. <laughs> because then, I mean, I feel like this See, was See, that's like a kimchi read right there. That's a little, yeah. that's what that one is. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't, you were wearing matches. I mean. Pulls out magnifying I, glass. I, I, oh, I, I think I see them Okay. Now. <laughs> this this is also before 301s were readily available and 301s are the big drag queen lashes. Mm-hmm. This is when remember only certain shops in Chicago carried 301s and Ooh, Elam's was, was not one Elam's of them. Was remember not one it was the one them. in Wicker, Wicker Park. Wicker Park. What was that? What was yeah. that wig store's name? It was like wigs and things or something. Oh my god, I actually think I need to go to Elam Wig Supply today. I actually need to add that to my to-do list. Okay, yeah. anyway, sorry. <laughs> you know, when like real life creeps in, all of a sudden you're like, oh shit. I have to run into the hair store. It's Hello. so nice. It's oh so my nice. God. And like, remember this hair, Tosh? I always had this hair. It was a big bun, teased to filth, and then my clip on bangs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still have these clip on bangs. I wear them sometimes. You know, I'm not mad at it. Um, but yeah, this, I. 
always wore a bolo tie. Not always, but I would like oh accessorize God, with a bolo tie, tie like it was like like it was a necklace. <laughs> and I mean, it's definitely not giving. I thought I really thought I was onto something there, but you know, sh- we we tried something new there. It was that and, bolo tie wall know, at Broadway. <laughs> at the co- I mean, at the costume shop. <laughs> yeah. I remember this dress I was wearing was from Walmart and I fucking lived in this dress. And I don't know. I don't hate She's it, comfy. but you know. Yeah. Now now she shops at Target, not Walmart. So <laughs> Wait, good old Tosh. Do you remember when I talked you into the bun? Do you remember that? Yes. When I, I was I never like, used to wear my hair off. And I was like, Tosh. You have all this hair. I was like, imagine, just imagine. I was like, if you swept that hair up and just like a big bun on the top of your head, I was like, you'd be unstoppable. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so against it because I just always wore my hair down. Uh And I think that's also, I think that's also like being comfortable in your own body thing because it's like when I wear my hair down, like less of my body's showing. I wasn't like as confident as I, that was really where I stepped you, into like my confidence, you yes. know, and started wearing my hair up. Cause that's like, you so, have such yeah, a beautiful face. That, I was like, show off that gorgeous face. And I think that was kind of like one of those examples where it was like, you wore it out and everyone was just all like, oh my God, you look so amazing. Like your oh, I just like love seeing like your hair up. And then I feel like you were like, ooh, the bun is about to be bunning. Oh, that was my look like for like five years. All I had was that big ass bun and a China bang. She's like, like, that was it. Oh yeah, I remember (laughs) you would always be like, and that's why my bun is so big because it's full of secrets. The bun. I miss her. Uh, I mean, you still be rocking the bun. Yeah. I'm like, she ain't got anywhere, but you know, we just play around now more. You know, there's more styles. You know, sometimes it's a ponytail, sometimes it's braids, sometimes, you know. Yes. Whatever good old Toshi is feeling. Switch it up. Do. Yeah. What a wonderful journey down good old Mahemory Lane talking about all of our personal (laughs) style and journey. This has been great, good old Tosh. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It's Giving Fashion. Remember that we are here every Thursday, y'all. So tune in, like, and subscribe so that you can listen to all things fashion, friendship, and fettuccine. Until (laughs) next time. (laughs) I'm Shea Kool-Aid. And I'm Tiger Lily. And this was It's Giving Fashion. Bye. It's Giving Fashion is produced by Something Else, a Sony Music Entertainment company. The executive producers are Sarita Wesley and Jasmine Henley-Brown. Medina Parwana is senior producer, Rob Dozier is producer, and Sunny Balkan is associate producer. This show is engineered by Samantha Gatsik. And got sick. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> <laughs>